This show is a little off the beaten track, and it may be unexpected and surprising. So, taste it and enjoy. We've had the opportunity to meet and work with a lot of wonderful people. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. That was all started by a mouse. Oh, boy. Here we go. Are you kidding me? Out of the gates? This is not happening. By the way, what title would you like? Mary Poppins, practically perfect in every way. I ain't like a pig. Humber, you are a pig. Oh. I almost forgot. That's why they call me Thumper. You're listening to the Magic on a Dollar podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Magic on a Dollar podcast. Welcome to your isolation. Welcome to your quarantine podcast. That's right. We are doing some magic in quarantine. My name is Dave, your host. Um, and uh, on the line here, I've got my my quasi semi sort of co-host. That is uh, upon a star, Jen, up in Yo! Pennsylvania. Now, now, Jen, I understand that you live with the Amish, so therefore you don't really know really what's going on in the world, anyway. Is that I correct? mean, with my lack of electricity, I'm uh, I'm using magic to podcast. As town, opposed to technology. Town, well, they allow you into town once a week, I'm sure. Um, and it, it's funny because those of you who listen to my other podcast, the Deuce Cats Movie Show, you've heard all of these jokes already. But I don't, I don't care. It's like my wife; she's heard the jokes a thousand times. She doesn't laugh anymore, but whatever. And so, <laughs> after a while, they're just not funny anymore. Uh, so this is the Magic on a Dollar podcast, and um, of course, Jen is the uh, the co-host of the Divas Dish Diz podcast, and and also she is the owner, uh, the co-owner of the Upon a Star Traveling Concierge, which I am a proud part of. As magic on a dollar and and uh we work together do a lot of trips together and um right off the top i gotta tell you jen we've had quite an interesting week i mean it has been quite an quite an interesting uh interesting seven eight days or so uh what, what do you think's been going on um well i mean it's been i, I know what's been going on everyone's kind of staying right, in Mickey, the houses mickey's and... runaway railway open it's been insane, Mickey, right? right it's been nuts it's been nuts <laughs> although let me just tell you mickey's runaway railway was so super cute oh my oh i gosh. you know what honestly today is today is thursday when we're recording this had everything gone according to plan i would have already been on it like as of an hour ago oh, i had a fast no. pass. I had oh, a fast fast forward. I'm looking at my schedule and I'm like, oh yeah, today was oh. Hollywood Studios Day. How about that? Awesome. Oh, oh tomorrow we've been Magic Kingdom. Yeah. And of course, if you've been living under a rock, which I'm sure that you haven't out there, uh, that is because Disney World is currently closed. We yes. we kind of got the 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 word last week that Disneyland was closing from Disney. We kind of pay attention to you know Disney official sites, right. not like random sites out there that are like, hey, this is what we think is happening, where we freak out and everything. And we got the word Disneyland was closing, and of course you and I chatted for a second, and we were both like, Disney World can't close, no way, no. No, I was and of like, course, I'll be surprised. I'll be surprised. An hour later, two hours later, they're like, "Yeah, Disney World is closing." Of course, according to or because as a result of the the COVID nineteen coronavirus, it's been going around, and they're trying to kind of tamp that down. And you know, this is definitely not a political show, so we're not going to get into any of that part. We just want to kind of to talk a little bit about. Disney World itself, of course, Disneyland closing. Uh, we can't speculate when it's going to open. I'm not even going to try to say, well, I think it's going to open, blah, blah, blah. They've officially said March 31st. Yep. That's what we're going on now. Um, you know, we were kind of looking ahead to the future. We're kind of, I think all of us have little mini plans in place. Well, if this happens, how about this? If this happens, how about that? If this happens, whatever. But there's nothing we're going to come out and be like, well, we think we're going to stay, or they're going to stay closed until this date. So therefore, none of that. Yeah. Um, when we hear from Disney specifically, that's when we change our, you know, tune and, and plan accordingly. Because until then, you know, everything's business as usual. 
So. Everything's business as usual, as much as it can be, of course. Well, and, uh, right. Right, right, right. Now, the, of course, the, the sad part, and this is something that we, we can't get away from, is the impact that we'll have on Disney World, Disneyland. You know, the, the, well, the financial impact on everything. It's not just Disney World, Disneyland. Yeah, right. Um, I've read reports that smaller companies like SeaWorld and Sex Flags are losing, I mean, like half their market share is just gone yeah. because of the impact of closing. Um, I think if, you know, depending on how long this lasts for Disney World, they could lose up to – up to maybe at more than one one and a half billion dollars in, in in just overall Disney Disney company, which is a pretty big hit for a big company. Um, you know, I think that, and this is just me. I think that once everything's back to normal, everything will be fine. We just have to get through this. Right. We just have to get through. Right. So I thought it would be kind of fun to do a little kind of just uh, some just kind of fun Disney chat because. You know, we're we're in isolation, quarantine. Our our family doesn't go out very much, and and I know in the, in, we were talking before we started recording, Jen, that you kind of have some family around. You're kind of seeing some of them, but basically, you and I are in the same boat. We're not going out and partying anywhere. It's not like we're heading nope. out to either traveling or anything like that. And, nope, we're just kind of trying to be safe and be smart and keep everybody safe and protected because that that is what's important, you know, so that wash, everything and washing your hands. Make sure you wash uh, all your hands. Can I just? Can I just say that I'm a little disturbed personally that people have not always been using soap and water for their hands? Because well, it's that's... it's good. It's good now that people know how to wash their hands. I think the next thing we're going to go after is turn signals. That's the next thing we're oh we're gonna now push that I you know. let's teach people to use those. That would be a good plan. <laughs> do you think we can do a shelter in place to teach people how to use those? You know what? If it, if it takes that, we'll do that. I mean, if it's a national, national emergency for people to use dadgum turn signals, that's the, the magic on a, a traffic podcast. So we'll we'll, we'll talk about that <laughs> later. But, yeah, no, just trying to keep positive and healthy and safe and, you know, kind of keep making magic for people, you know, for planning down the road because this can't last forever. And that's important, too. To, I'm glad you said that, too, because, you know, we're making magic for people. We're, I, we've got, you know, you and I are both travel agents, travel planners, and, you know, we've got clients all year. And I've been working on vacations. I've got dining coming up in a couple of days for a client going in October. Yeah. I've got, you know, fast passes coming up for a client going at the end of May. I mean, this is, you know, it's not like we're going, well, we're canceling everybody and nobody's going. People are going to go to Disney World. We have to be ready for them. And uh, you know, it's it's been funny because I've been watching – the importance of travel agents has really emerged in the last week or so Absolutely. because I've heard the horror stories of say Costco and other plans like that mm-hmm. of people you know, trying to get their trips. And, and, and like you probably know more than I do about the Costco nightmare. What actually happened with, with Costco and those, those sites from um, well for Costco specifically, I was um, reading a lot of people being very frustrated because they were on hold, you know, seven, eight hours and they can see what the cancellation policies are. But a lot of times, you know, when you get Costco people like calling in, those people are let's call them order takers you know they're not travel agents who you know play like they know how to book whatever you're kind of getting a virtual agent who knows how to use the system and and can do that but beyond like that they don't really have the ability to do troubleshooting nor are they necessarily in touch with disney specifically so they weren't able to answer people's questions get stuff done in a timely manner um people were getting cut off on hold because as you can imagine there were you know, thousands of people booked and they were just overwhelmed. Um, other sites like book it. That was another one that, um, mainly dealt with other types of travel, but they have pretty, for the most part, I mean, I can't say that they've totally closed their doors, right? but lots of people were left stranded. People can't get through. People can't get answers. People are not, you know, whereas 
if you were booked with a travel agent, you know, we've been in touch, we've been sitting on hold, we have answers for you pretty quickly because our vendors have been in communication with us proactively. So, right. you know, when people are like, you know, I can't maybe tell you exactly what this is going to look like, but here's what they're saying, here are your options. And that right. way, you know, our clients have been, I think, for the most part, very well taken care of. By right. And it's 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 one of those things where I know I was on hold for quite a while. Um, you know, when when the news came down, I think everybody jumped on hold. And and honestly, I had the fortunate position that I was on hold for something completely different. And so then we got the word that, hey, this is happening. So I was already on hold. I was already an hour into what was going to be a long hold. So people started jumping on hold after that. And I was hearing yeah. online that, you know, a lot of travel agents couldn't get through because the lines are so jammed. And here I am, like, already on hold. And yep. you know, I got through. And while I was on hold, I was using my wife's phone to call my clients and say, hey, this is what's yeah. going on. I want to let you know what you, what do you think, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I'm taking notes and stuff. So when I got on, I would I knocked everybody out within, you know, one night. I called the next day, got that done. Yep. So I was on hold probably a combined 10 hours over two days. Yeah. On yeah. hold and everything, but my clients were just sitting back, waiting for an email. Email them back and say, "Hey, yep. just want you know, I got your trip moved, or this is what's going on. Here's what's happening. Here's your options." Yep. Clients sat back and didn't have to do anything. And I also read reports too on sites like Expedia and Hotwire and things like that that you know they're because you book through those sites and mm -hmm. not with directly with, with the hotels or airlines and stuff. The, the refund policies weren't in place. Yeah. Hotels were saying, "Hey, you didn't book through us. We can't refund your money." Right. Expedia was like, "Sorry." People ask me a lot of times, um, hey, you know, how do we do, do we pay you? No, you don't. You pay Disney or you pay Universal. Right, Basically, exactly. we take the check out of your hands, hand it directly to them. We are the middleman, but only as the conduit of payment. You don't pay me anything Correct. and I don't write a check to Disney. And that's in place because when something like this does happen, you would get the refund directly from Disney. You're not looking mm -hmm. at me going, hey, you need to refund my money. I don't have to because I you get it from Disney. So it, it right. kind of works out that way as well. So that's just kind of a little sidebar into why it, getting a travel agent is not a bad idea. Right. Most of the time, if you book it on your own, it's not a big deal. Sometimes it is a big deal. And, so, and um, this is one of those out. times because everybody, have, they've been very proactive in helping our yeah. clients, all of our vendors. Yeah, really. Disney has been wonderful. We, we complain a little bit about Disney, about their mm -hmm. IT and their website and kind of some of the things they do. Just like any large company, you're like, what are you doing? But at the same time, they have been amazing yes. in how they've handled all this response. They have. Um, and I know as frustrating as it, has, as it can be for not having the parks not open, I am so proud that they are taking care of their, their guests, their cast members, their travel agents. They're making sure that people are paid. Yep. And, and they don't have to. They don't have to do that. They can just they say, don't sorry, guys. That. Yep. And they're really doing it. So kudos to you guys, Disney. The Bobs. Chapik, I don't know if you're in charge of this, but I definitely can say you're doing well on this this thing. Yeah, dude, <laughs> so, I'm wondering how they're like, uh, like, is Iger still, I mean, he was going to be kind of weighing in. I wonder, right. <laughs> I mean, I'm just wondering. I'm sure Bob called Bob. I was like, hey, Bob. Yeah, Bob. Can you help me, Bob? Sure, Bob. I'm sure. sure yeah, right. <laughs> so since we've been kind of uh, kind of back and forth and, and talking about kind of this, this whole coronavirus thing, and obviously we're at home now. We can't really go out and do parties and gatherings and stuff. I right. thought it would be kind of fun to talk about a few things, maybe people can do at home maybe with kids or by themselves it's just a couple or even by themselves to kind of keep that disney spirit alive maybe you have a vacation coming up that was postponed or canceled uh, i know mine was postponed until may and we're crossing my fingers that everything will be just fine i'm hoping it is and so you know maybe i figure we can talk a little bit about a few things here and there that 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 kind of keeps that disney spirit going even at home even in the midst of Oh, gosh, the world's falling apart. But guess what? I still have Disney magic around me in my Absolutely. house. Absolutely. Even, even though I can't leave and, you know, we're <laughs> I have to go to Walmart and I'm afraid I still have Disney spirit. And the first thing that I thought of on this 
one thing that my kid is doing, and he loves this, and of course, you know, as, as an ASD child, he does get on his little 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 tangents where he wants things over and over and over. One thing he's been doing now on YouTube is watching Disney monorails. Monorails oh. and buses. He loves the monorails. He loves the buses. And shockingly enough, there are people that will literally will video entire monorail and bus trips. You can go really? on, on YouTube right now and find a video, a 25-minute video of the Disney bus from All-Star Sports to the Magic Kingdom. It's just one guy. He gets on the bus. He holds his phone up to the window and just films the whole trip to get till he parks. That's it. That's all. My kid loves it. And I've been watching some of it, and it's just this – it's not this spectacular thing. You're not doing on-ride videos or anything like that. But you have this sense of like – and I have a big screen TV. You know, he's walking on the bus. You're sitting down. You're watching the things go by, and you see like little landmarks as you go by. And there's the there's that certain sign, and there's that certain thing, and there's that road, blah, blah, blah. And all the way to the Magic Kingdom, there's the gate, and you go on in. And if you really kind of pay attention to it, it's like it's like you're there. It's like you're there on that mm-hmm. bus. And of course you're not, but you have this sense of like – this is what it's like coming from – I mean, you wouldn't know because you would never be coming from an all-star sport. <laughs> I mean, I'd probably be but, on the monorail from the Grand Floridian, but exactly, whatever. Well, watching the monorail loop and everything, it's been it's just been cool because it's not it, – you know, everybody wants to do the – let's do the on-ride Space Mountain or the on-ride Rock and Roller Coaster. And, you know, and we'll talk about those later, but just the simple things like riding the Skyway, riding the ferry, doing oh, the ferry yeah. from Port Orleans to, to say, uh, Disney Springs. and just oh, Which just, I love that ride. ride. And I you love hear, that one. And you hear it. And, and you hear a lot of the – and a lot of times these people will film when the buses are empty. It's not a lot of things going on. So you hear the ambiance. You hear the sounds of the bus, and you hear the, the outside noise. And just it's like I'm there. I'm, I'm, I'm there. Yeah. I'm just – I'm riding. It's really, really cool. I, I really have enjoyed watching him watch it. And, of course, I get sucked into it too, and my wife will come in, and she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, we're watching the monorail. <laughs> just, right? We're just – what are you doing? Are you watching the Mont Noel? It's it's a it's a point of view video of the monorail loop. We're just kind of watching it. I've been doing this for an hour and a half now. <laughs> so. Hey, I mean sometimes, but like I do, I love riding the monorail and watching. So that's I mean that's such a great thing to do. And you could kind of even make it that the start of your virtual Disney trip. Well, like aside from that, like you actually sort of mentioned them too. Is you know those on ride videos? YouTube is full of them, like kind of point of view videos. You, and nowadays, you know, with technology, you can screencast to your big screen TV or you can, you know, plug it in however you can and turn off all the lights and kind of, you know, simulate it a little bit. You know, hear the sounds, go on those rides. You know, if you really want to take it to the next level, pop some popcorn. You get the smells of, let's say, Main Street, you know. Or um, if you have, like, I have a candle that smells like Rome burning on Spaceship Earth. That's awesome. Which is like super amazing. I love it. Um, and so like just lighting that and listening to the Spaceship Earth music. Because I do have that on my iTunes as well. Of course you do. Of course I you mean, do. you know, I have multiple versions as well in case anybody cares. Well, one of our, one of the agents in the, in the Upon a Star Travel and Concierge Agency mentioned this too. And I've seen this around a couple of times too. So she gets some credit for it. But, but otherwise... Um, like I've seen people do virtual tours of the Magic Kingdom where they're like oh, yeah. they'll go ride by ride and they'll sit the kids down in front of the TV. All right, we're in Tomorrowland. Let's ride the People Mover and they do the ride through of the People Mover. Okay, let's do Buzz Lightyear. They do the ride through of Buzz Lightyear. Okay, let's do Space Mountain. And if you ever wondered what Space Mountain and Rock and Roller Coaster looks like without the lights on or with the lights on or Tower of Terror or Haunted Mansion, you can also find that on YouTube. And so, you know, you may want to go to Haunted Mansion and ride it, but you're like, I don't want the lights on because I don't want it ruined for me. This is my vacation. I want the, the perfect Haunted Mansion experience. You know, and, of course, 
they don't do the lights on unless something breaks, and they don't do that very often anyway. Right. But if you ever wanted to see it with the lights on, you can do that on YouTube. You can watch things and find things that maybe you wouldn't normally see. And I've watched the video of Rock and Roller Coaster with the lights on, and it's weird. It really is. And it doesn't look that impressive, honestly. <laughs> um, and the other thing I discovered, and maybe you can watch this too and kind of tell me if I'm wrong here. But one thing on Space Mountain I've always been afraid of is sticking my arm straight up in the air because I'm always oh, afraid yeah. my arms get it whacked off. Yeah. But if you watch the on-ride video with the lights on, there doesn't look like there's any spot whatsoever that's going to happen. Yeah. Like it, it looks like there's a huge wide berth around the car, even though when you're in the car, it feels like it the feels bars like are approximately right seven inches there. Like I want those track social distancing from my face because I'm afraid I'm going to get hit. But with the lights on, it's like, oh, I could stand up and don't do that, guys. No, don't. Do you're no, not, it's not permitted. <laughs> Not do anything. And David so, Duller told me to stand up. Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that at all. But no, it's just it's it's really weird. So I, I learned that. I learned. Of course, I'm still not going to put my hands up in anything because I'm like, what if it, the video is wrong? What if, what if it was lying to me and my arms get whacked off and then I can't type anything and it'd be horrible? And yeah, I don't want to do that. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I know. There's all sorts of myths like, oh, my friend's son got his arm cut off. I mean, no, that's never happened. At least not that I know of. So uh, let's kind of go away from like YouTube and ride-throughs and stuff like that. What else do you think that maybe would be something to kind of keep that spirit alive at home? That where maybe if you don't have YouTube or you don't have YouTube on your TV or something, um, or you something don't have access else. to that. Yeah, something so else. I actually just saw something somebody posted. So I mean, this is not a real idea, but I'm like, oh my gosh, how brilliant! They have um, you know this people with smaller children, and they have like the little. Is it called the little people place at the guy play school? Yep. Yep. Yeah, like the little people. They My had kid a lot has of, several of those. Yeah, like a lot of the Disney things. So they were like making their own Magic Kingdom and then like dressing up in their Disney outfits and pretending that they're there riding the rides with the little people figurines. And, um, you know, also, I guess if you had Disney Legos, it could be the same thing. You know, you're kind right. of making your own day like it's make-believe it's pretend you can put the disney music on in the background um you know even if you don't have like you know youtube or the technology or the tv or whatever um because there are what is it sorcerer radio that streams a lot of the park music there are a couple of those and i've heard of that one too but yeah yeah there's a couple um that's just one that i could think of off the top of my head um you know but certainly you can locate that music fairly easily and um and do that that way you kind of get the sounds as well um you know and it was even so cute like the mom had a big stuffed mickey and like the kids were going to greet mickey and mickey was hugging them you know that's awesome it was like absolutely (laughs) adorable so that's another way to kind of just keep that alive something else that's kind of a fun idea is doing like disney recipes those disney recipes are like available online a lot of places actually my friend jerusha um known as the disney chef she has a lot of great recipes including one for dole whip um i like it right so like that's like oh we're gonna have disney treats tonight before our you know screen time or our family game night or whatnot so i like that I like that. One thing you could also do for the kids, and you could do this for each other too, if you wanted to, is, is you could do a hidden Mickey, hidden Mickey scavenger hunt in your own home. Uh, have one person go throughout the house and set up and create and hide little hidden Mickey's throughout your house, be around the wall, or maybe arrange something you know that you have on your desk or your dresser or whatever to a hidden Mickey, and you know kind of keep a list and let people go find them. And hidden Mickey's, of course, are the three circles that you find all throughout the park. Um, you know, one of the most famous is the haunted mansion. When you go through, you'll see the table there with the plates, with the dinner plate and the two saucers up in the corners that look like the hidden Mickey icon, um, or the Mickey icon. That's kind of hit. That's called a hidden Mickey, and and uh, you know. 
go through the house and set them up and let the kids or whoever you want to go and find them in the house. You know, there are three in the bedroom. There's there's two on this wall or whatever. And something fun it doesn't require electronics it doesn't require tv or anything uh do something like that of course there's always coloring sheets and things you can do creative things like that um and of course disney plus has been a major major uh thing here at and i'm sure disney plus their their subscriptions have probably gone through the roof oh i'm sure especially as they've like released some new things early and oh yeah Frozen Two just came out. Rise of Skywalker is now streaming. It's not on Disney Plus yet, but you actually can you can rent it now. Even and I think both of those weren't supposed to come out until the summer, and uh, they're they're both out now. And so you know you can get them. You can go find them, watch the movies and stuff. Um, I've got a friend of mine who with her daughters. Her husband's away a lot on on military, uh, oh, military wow. uh, you know, deployment and stuff. And yeah. he actually just got back. They went in January, so he's been he he's, they've been back for a couple of months, but. One thing they did when he was gone, he was gone for maybe 10 or 11 months, is um, she basically created this 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 checklist of Disney movies. And of all – starting with Snow White all the way through. And they, they didn't do the necessary in order, but they would do some sort of fun activity before every movie. Like 101 Dalmatians, they would create some sort of like – people treat like dog treats that people can eat oh, or so cute. you know with robin, with robin hood they had some sort of like an archery contest or something where they were throwing bows and arrows or whatever and i think her girls are like 10 and 8 i believe so they're not small small children but they're they're still kids they still enjoy this kind of thing and before you know seven dwarves they were doing something related to mines just they, she would come up with something simple some a very simple activity they would do that they would pop popcorn and they would watch the movie. And then she would kind of get there. She would write down their reactions to each movie. And she kind of had this checklist she was posting every time they watched the movie. And another check was on the list. And there's like 50 movies on the list. I think they've gotten through half the list. And they just wow. they don't do they don't do it every night, but they do it maybe once a week, one, maybe twice a week, once every two weeks. And it's just something long term to look forward to. Um, yeah. And again, th- there's no pressure to do them in order. They just do them. Hey, let's watch the Aristocats. Let's do that one tonight. And so Disney Plus has totally helped with that because they had all of them on DVD and, and you know, D- video and disc and Blu-ray and platinum right, and titanium right, and right, right, edition. Right. But now they're all on Disney Plus. <clears throat> and so now they're looking at going back through the some of the, you know, the live action and some of the stuff from the 40s they missed and, you know, the funny fancy freeze and the so dear to my hearts and things like that. And and so those are those are easy things to do as a family as well, because, Absolutely. you know, getting into the movie itself, which is really, really cool. Um, now, do you do a lot of Disney reading? Do you read a lot of Disney books? You know what? I do. Um, it, not just fiction. I mean, I do actually love a lot of the Disney fiction stuff, um, but I also will read, you know, things about Disney or the Disney trivia or, you know, kind of like the behind the scenes type things. Um, yeah, I love that. How about you? Do you do a lot of that? Oh, I do. Mostly mine is on audio. Uh, I've got several Disney audio books that I've read. Uh, and of course my favorite, and, I, and I've mentioned this a couple of times on the podcast, my favorite is Disney war by James Stewart. And for, for the grownups, it's not necessarily a kid's book, but sure. it's really the detailed rise and fall of Michael Eisner. So if you are a Disney fan, a, Disney, a fan of Disney history, it is an essential book to read. It's about 12 or 13 hours on audio. It's kind of a thick book, but it is incredible. Um, everything from how he was hired to what happened between Je- him and Jeffrey Katzenberg to how the little mermaid got, you know, the Disney Renaissance got kicked off and the little mermaid was rejected to begin with because Katzenberg oh was gosh. like, I don't want that. Um, you know, and how the, how Aladdin, how they fought with the, with Alan Minkin and Tim Rice over the songs that were going in there. And just, it's, it is a great book. And of course the coup at the end, the, the shareholder, this historic shareholders meeting where they basically fired Michael Eisner on the spot because he was trying to get Roy Disney out of office, which was incredible. Well, um, yeah, that's 
you know, and Roy Disney was like, nope, not having that. Uh, for for more insight of that, though, Bob Iger just released a book as well called The Ride of a Lifetime. Yeah. And it's a very easy book. I want to say it's about seven or eight hours on audio. It's only like 300 pages. Um, and he kind of – it's a more light book. It's not nearly as serious Disney war, but it's kind of his experiences uh, at, at, you know, as, as CEO of Disney. He talks about everything from 9-11 to getting the job as CEO, what happened with him and Eisner, and – uh, you know, he talks about like the alligator incident with a little, with a little kid tragically died. Oh, that was and, awful. Like something, and I can't remember what it was, but something had happened right before that, and then that happened like the next day, and it was just like, you know, he was his world, his whole world just exploded. I'm like, I, you know, I was I was crying with my wife, and this all happened at one time, or whatever. And um, the acquisition of Pixar, whatever. That's a great book. Um, for the kids, though, I mean, you may not want to do a whole lot, of, a whole lot of the serious stuff for the children. There are also books out there called. There's a series called Where in the World Is and Who in the World Is, and there are different historical spots and historical people. Who in the world is, you know, uh, who is Abraham Lincoln? Who is Martin Luther King? Who is Marie Curie? There is one called Who is Walt Disney, and it's about sixty or seventy pages. It's written for you know five, six, seven year olds, or whatever. And it's a great little recap of who Walt Disney is. Where in the world is Walt Disney World? It's a great recap of, you know, where is Walt Disney World? How did it come to be? And, you know, how, how did that happen? It's a they're great kids' books. I've got them both. And they're both on audio, too. For They're about an hour each, so you can easily listen to them in the car. So these are great books as well to, to kind of get a hold of and, and read. And if you um, have... I would say if you have some older kiddos um, who are looking for a good read and who are Disney fans... I, as an adult, read this entire series and loved it. It's the Kingdom Keeper series. Yes, yes. I'm a book three. I've gotten for, through the first two, and I, I need to go through book three. And they're again, they're all available on audio. Yeah. Um, got all of them on audio. I'm ready to go. I, I want to say the last one's like 17 hours. It's like a long. Book. Yeah, they got like longer and longer. Right. As they it went. Reminds me, reminds me of Harry Potter. Yep. Um, exactly. The the guy who one of the guys who wrote it, they were co written by Ridley Pearson and I forget the other guy's name. Uh, but Ridley Pearson also wrote, I think, Peter and the Starcatcher. Which is which a is great the take up it's the takeoff of Peter, Peter Pan, Pan, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, then there was one, one um, on they made a movie out of it. It kinda came and went, but I can't remember the name of it. Maybe it was Peter and the Starcatcher. I don't know. Um Ridley Pearson though is a great author. He's written a lot of those books. Yeah, we uh, had him on and, Divas uh, a couple years back. So fancy. So nice guy. Um, yeah, it, it, yeah. Divas Dish Dish. You guys have a lot of good guests on, and and people who won't return my calls because you guys are popular, and I'm just me. <laughs> Sad. <laughs> Not true. But I mean, uh, uh, but yeah. So that it, those are great books. Yeah, both of the series. And and one more suggestion too, and this is just for for Disney. If you're if you're thinking, you know what, I just don't I don't read a lot. I don't want to dive into a 300 page book. Two books you can get. One for yourself, one for the kids, or get them both for yourself, is the Burn Bomb books. Um, oh, yeah. Walt Disney World 2020. And basically, it's a Walt Disney World guide. Ride by ride, park by park, resort by resort. Lots of pictures, lots of information. Uh, I send them to some of my clients sometimes for the kids and even for the adults. And and I own both copies, kids and adults. And I, I read both cover to cover. As soon as they come out every September, it's like it's like a party for me. I'm like, I got to read. I get those two and then the unofficial guide, which is like this thousand-page behemoth every every year. Which I don't read cover to cover, but I read Burn Bombs cover to cover. It just it's it's informative and it's fun and it just kind of takes me there and and I love it. It's very light. It's I believe it's it's the only company that Disney really works with to do these guidebooks yeah. uh, directly. There are some unofficial so, ones too, yeah. but 
Yeah, it's Burn Bomb is great. It's just a lot of fun. I mean, you're not going to find anything in there. Unofficial guide will tell you the good and the bad about Caribbean Beach. Uh, Burn Bomb is like, no, it's all good. Don't worry about right, what they say. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, take that with a grain of salt, but it, it's a lot of fun. So anything else come to mind of, of the way to keep that Disney spirit alive when you're at home in your isolation and you can't leave the house? Yeah, I mean, nothing else. Like, I think there's some great ideas here, and I'm sure that even more things are going to be posted over the coming weeks because certainly there are people more creative than either of us out there that, right. you know, um, do that. But, I mean, even just sharing Disney memes and you know, yes. texting each other things, and yes. I have, like, at home, Brady grabbed it. I have a – my office is Haunted Mansion themed, and we have, like, a little doom buggy that like says the phrases so like oh, there you are. oh that's awesome <laughs> yeah so um sometimes i just hit that and makes mm. me happy <laughs> that's great i love it well yeah. i have a oh my i have itunes still uh and i have disney playlists so my ipod which i still own um disney playlists and everything with disney music on there we have a collection of disney cds but you're right though you mentioned earlier there are so many places online you can stream disney music if you don't own a single cd or a single device that has music on it for whatever reason you still have a flip phone or something you can go online and stream Disney music uh, from so many different sites, park music and movie music and things like that. Spotify oh, yeah. has Disney channels. Pandora has Disney channels. So you can get that going in your house. Um, one thing I've done on YouTube so many times is you go on YouTube and, and you search out Stacy's Must Do Disney. And it's the program that plays, you know, Round the clock on Disney TV. Yes, oh, yes. Turn the TV on. There's Stacy. Uh, time to do the must do's. Sometimes when I'm when everything is normal and the world is right, I will get into the Disney spirit by pulling it up on YouTube and just watching that and having it in the background playing over and over and over and and it's just you know it's fun just watching her doing the Disney stuff because I feel like I'm there. It's uh, it's it's really good stuff. And of course, finally, you can always go back and listen to the old episodes of the Magic Hundred Dollar Podcast and the Divish Dishes Podcast. Two great yeah. podcasts. Go to iTunes. Go to Spotify. Uh, iHeartRadio. Google Play. Go back and find mm-hmm. the old episodes. Go back Absolutely. and listen. You know, you guys have had a lot of guests on, and so a lot of great guests from from Big Fat Panda to Stacy to, mm-hmm. um, you know, just to, to, to authors and to to artists and things like that. Gra- a lot of great, a lot of great interviews you guys have done. You know, I've had a lot of thematic shows based on top fives of this, that, and the other, that kind of thing. You can go back and listen to all of those and. I know people who have gone back and listened to entire catalogs of podcasts, including this one, uh, crazy as that may sound. And so my wife doesn't even like hearing my voice over and over and over. I can't imagine <laughs> that for anybody else. But uh, um, I do want to mention one or two other podcasts that aren't in the, uh, the Upon a Star network. But uh, one, my, my friend Patty does a podcast called the No Guilt Life Podcast. And it's great because it basically is all about mostly – it has a lot to do with Disney pop culture, TV and movie and things like that. And and I mentioned that because she just put in an article, which was like, you know, some of her favorite Disney podcasts to listen to. This was one of them. So I got to mention her on that. So thank you to that. For, uh, thank you to Patty for that. But uh, but yeah, these are great suggestions, Jen. These are great, um, great ideas for people to go back and just kind of keep that Disney spirit going over the next uh, next several yeah. weeks. Until we cross we, our fingers. Until, until we can get back in person, you know. And exactly, absolutely. Absolutely. And and it's it's important, I think, for the audience to remember, too, that this – I like to think of it as if just like having a taco in the Mexican pavilion in Epcot. This, too, shall pass. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it may be messy. It may not smell good. It may be very uncomfortable, but this will pass. Yes, you it will. You just have to give it time. 
And so if you're out there, don't fret, don't worry. I think the greatest country in the world, and uh, you know we're a great people, and we're gonna survive Disney magic and everything. We're gonna we're gonna be just fine. Disney World will reopen. There yes. is a zero point zero zero negative zero percent chance that you're gonna see Disney World closing its doors for good. That Correct. will not happen. That won't happen. Um, no. Either Disney World will open March thirty first or April fifteenth or May 4th, or whenever it is. They will open. Disneyland will open. When it's Disney deemed safe. Sale, when it's when deemed it is safe. safe. And I want you to people to know, too, that if when Disney opens its doors, they will open when they know that everything is good and they can open again without any yes. risk. So don't be like, well, I'm going to wait a little while longer for it to be. No, the minute they open, you know it's safe. Safety is so, their, like, number one priority. Exactly. Exactly. And I applaud them for that because they Absolutely. didn't have to close their doors. They're losing, you know, billions in revenue for doing this. And yet they still put the safety of the guests and the cast members and the travel agents and everybody else in yep. charge. And I think that's that's remarkable for Disney. It is. So. Absolutely. And for Universal doing the same thing. And many cruise lines did the same thing. Yep. So kudos Lots. to the travel industry for doing all of that. So, Jen, yep. this has been fun. This has been a lot of fun. Where can people find you? Uh, in their isolation, and they're like, I gotta hear somebody besides David Dollar. Where can they find you? Uh, you can find me at a star Jen. Um, also, you can find me on uh, my personal Instagram, Jen underscore Novotny. Sometimes I just post random stuff there. Usually kind of funny or tongue-in-cheek or sarcastic or sometimes Sarcasm? No. I mean, I'm never sarcastic. What? <laughs> um, but, you know, I try to keep things lighthearted for the most part and... You know, you just got to go day to day. So, um, yeah, check it out and, you know, keep checking out all the other podcasts and, uh, you know, all the fun stuff. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And of course, again, find us on uh, find me on Magic on a Dollar on Twitter and on Instagram. Find me on Facebook, Magic on a Dollar and Disney on a Dollar. We are in the midst of the Magical Movie Madness 2020 tournament where we have like over 100 movies we had there. You, your votes basically have eliminated dozens and dozens of films. We're going to our final 16 in the next day or so, and uh, we're giving away prizes every week. Uh, $10 gift card plus a little Disney swag pack that I have, and I'm going to send that out to certain guests. At the end of the whole thing, you have a chance to win a $50 Disney gift card and go like the page, go like the, the, the Facebook pages, the Instagram, uh, Twitter as well. And you can win nothing to do. All you have to do is just vote for your favorite movie. And that's all you need to do. Go, go like the page and stuff. Definitely go do that. Of course, Go like uh, all Jennifer stuff as well. Go follow her. Go follow the Diva Dishes on Twitter and, and all the other social meds type places. And uh, so that's it. You guys have a great week. And Jen, thank you so much for joining me once again. Thanks, David. It was great to be here. And thanks, everybody, for listening. And uh, don't forget to go at, well, fist bump or elbow bump, maybe six feet away, a Phoenician <laughs> while you can. Thanks for listening. Continue the conversation by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Magic on a Dollar, Facebook at Disney on a Dollar, and of course, magiconadollar.com. See you real soon. <laughs>